0: hi everybody welcome to the podcast and thank you for being here today's guest is Rhonda Harper uh, very excited to have you on uh, would you like to introduce yourself please
1: hi my name is Rhonda Harper I'm the founder of black Girl surf
0: perfect can you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: so I am a veteran of the of the Coast Guard um, mm-hmm. who has now you know, I've gone through several uh, different occupations, but my main one is celebrity designer, which is 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 Ooh. what started all of this that we see right now. Um, wow! And I was uh, I was a celebrity designer for almost two decades, um, and uh, figuring out what you're going to do after you reach a certain point in your in your design um, mm. was was what are the catalysts for what you see now as Black Girl Surf. But how do we how do we delineate for and go in that direction? It's all about trying to preserve black history. Um, mm-hmm. and the and and, and trying to um, create the environment that you want to see. Um, and mm-hmm. and, not, and having a, a foothold in what you want to do in life. So, um, yeah, I've gone down several roads to get to where we are, but I started off as a a celebrity designer. Uh, Literally, I mean, I've branched off into like Union Carpenter. And there's reasons for all of this because it's when you when you look at it in its totality, you're like, oh, this girl is a flake. But if you if you follow the yellow brick road, um, Mm. it, it all leads all of those little stops that you have to make along the way. Because I, I always I, say I'm the Dor- I'm uh, the original Dorothy from Kansas, because <laughs> what happened to me actually started in Kansas. And then I had to mm. follow several roads to get to where I am today. So uh, and, mm-hmm. and then you have these little learning lessons on the way. Right. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much about me. I, I was born and raised in Kansas City. I transferred to California with my parents on a government transfer in mm. in uh, at the age of 10. And, okay. and then started surfing when I was fifteen, but it all originated from from me uh being a Kansan and, and, and watching Beach Blake and Bingo like surf movies, surf influence movies oh. from when I was a little kid. And okay. yeah, and you everybody like everybody like even like Dorothy, you know, she was trying to escape, right? <laughs> and I say this, my life is so in that little film. Um you just trying to escape from something and and surfing gives you that escape mm. from from uh what what is going on you know
0: in your life in your life mm.
1: and you know you you find that you find a balance there, so I understand her her journey to find a better life mm-hmm. um as she goes along these things as she you know meets these different people and that's exactly what happened in my life. And I, I mean, I guess I waited this long to, to put this mm. whole analogy together is that this is the first <laughs> time, like I'm really exploring it, but that was the other, Great. that was the other movie that was a big influence um, mm. in my life. So when you're in the Midwest, there's a lot of movies that will influ- influence you because either there's okay. snow, either there's snow that's all the way up. You got to, you know, can't even open your front door or it's so yeah. hot. You have to stay inside and watch beach blanket, beach blanket bingo movies <laughs> yeah. okay so, so you basically live in a world of movies and television <laughs> and you get a little ter- you get an influence like yeah, yeah. you know you get a little taste of fall and you get a little taste of spring but mm. and and you get to enjoy those times and that's where skateboarding comes in and that's where all the other stuff comes in <laughs> but, but during those two particular we you know four seasons we had in Kansas so between those two those two seasons, they're so extreme that you know yeah. you're forced to watch that's a great. lot of television. So you live mm. literally your life through through television and and Dorothy and and you know <laughs> <laughs> the Wicked Witch of the West. You know you have the whole all of those characters that are involved in, yeah. in the life. But that's basically how it, best to explain the journey mm. that I've been on the last. I would say if I started this when I'm seven and I'm, I'm 55 now, I'd say 45 years wow. it would have been a journey That's for me.
0: A, great. I like that. And we're going to learn from your journey. So can you tell us a little bit about what black girl surf is and how you came up with the
1: whole idea? So black girl surf is a, a performance training camp. And we've, we've over the years, we had to adjust exactly what it is, and because we had all these things that we encompassed, right? We were we were com- we were teaching you how to competitive get into competitive surfing, and we were doing your marketing, and we were doing all these different things, and we had to try to condense it into into a format. Um, especially when you're you know you're you're going into nonprofit styles, we had to like condense it into one one entity. And so what we do with well, our mission here is to train and coach mm-hmm. young girls and women who want to go into competitive surfing. Okay. And black girls, black girls. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's the one that's missing. Cause everybody's like, why well, is it just black girls? Why didn't you diversify? Mm-hmm. Well, everybody else is diversified. And when you do and yeah. when you do that, right. You diversify. I've seen these diversity camps and in that diversity, mm-hmm. you have like one black girl.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. And you're so busy worrying about diversifying, you're not focused on the needs of young black girls, young black women mm-hmm. and trying to mm-hmm. help them um progress not only in the sport, but where their mentors as well. I mean, I don't know one girl that doesn't look up to Haju, you know. <laughs> I, I just don't mm-hmm. or, or a grown woman who doesn't look up to yeah. Haju. Um and so we we're set, we're trying to set the model for not black women because we don't know because we're not monoliths. So we're just trying to set the model for how we present ourselves going into professional surfing and most of it has to do with just being yourself. So, yeah, you know, we get caught up, especially in the surf industry because it's, if you look at the surf industry in totality, it's mostly health and beauty, right. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and fashion because, the the Mm. surfers are basically runway models they just do it in the water right so each one of those okay (laughs) each one of those girls is sponsored by a clothing company we're sponsored by Curly, Mm -hmm. right and that's a clothing company so so they're gonna they're gonna send us bathing suits they're gonna send us board shorts they're gonna send us what we need so that when we go Mm. out right and we're surfing you can see the right and it's no and it's no different from a paris runway where you have it, you yeah. know, you're just in an enclosed space. This is just more fun. And it, this, yeah. this <laughs> is agree. just way more fun. And as a fashion designer, yeah. you want to see that. you, you, you want to see different things. When I go to the beach, originally yeah. I had a company called double exposure as a, bathing, well, it was a uh, bathing suit company and we wanted to do these okay. unique designs like we, this um, we're talking late 80s though we're we're so far advanced now but in the late 80s we were we were thinking this is where our thought process was we were going to make um bathing suits that had ornaments on it like beads and we we're going to do it out of leather mm-hmm. and you know because most people they just go on yeah. the beach, right most people just go on the yeah, just, just, just to show, show off. off. Yeah. And, if, and if you're <laughs> yeah. on a cruise, you want the best bathing suit because you want everybody to see, of and course. you have to make <laughs> this grand interest. And, and, and we started out mm-hmm. in San Diego, which is that's you know that's basically the runway, <laughs> and, <Yeah>. so, <laughs> and and that's where we, went, right, and then okay, yeah, so yeah. so yeah. now here we are, um, partnered up with Hurley and and, and nice and working towards uh, this collaboration where it's more mm-hmm. inclusive of the people who were excluded, right? I'm not going to put yeah. my name on yeah. something that doesn't um, have some type of inclusionary cause in it. Yeah. <laughs> just,
0: no, you're great. right. Yeah, it's and, important. I mean, I think that's
1: why, why you even yeah,
0: you know, created. Black yeah, Girl that's the Surf, reason right? why we
1: created Black Girl Surfers. Mm-hmm. Behind all of this was the yeah. representation. So even, mm-hmm. even you know, it, not seeing us in professional sports, or professional surfing. Uh, Surfing, Yeah. yeah. And and, and you being someone who's just adamant about being a surfer and you, and you want to see somebody like, like yourself, um, the only way you can do it is get hands on. And that's what we did with black girl surf. Um, we, 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 we knew that there was a lack of representation. This all started through inkwell, which is the, the, the other side of the game. Right. And, and black girl surf, Literally was born out of the lack of of representation in the in the surf industry. We had enough boys. I mean, we could we could train boys all day long, but when you're looking for Mm. girls to participate in the same contest, that's where you're going to come up short. So we are very specific in what we do. There's a lot of surf camps out there, uh, and and bless their all of their hearts to everybody running a surf camp because those are not very Mm. they're not easy things to run. But we wanted to make this very Mm -hmm. specific because. Because Very of good. what you see in the magazines and yeah. what you see at the surf contests, which are continuously mm-hmm. going on right now, professional surfing and now towards <laughs> going towards the Olympics, you really need that representation because who's going to represent Africa? Right?
0: True. I've never seen, I had never seen a black girl surf. I mean, I lived in Senegal and I saw guys surfing all the time. But I'd never seen a girl surf. And then when I read about Khaju, I was like, whoa, this is amazing, you know, another professional level. So I was really um, very happy to see that. And I was like, let me research who's behind this, you know. And then I came came to your name and your Black Girl Surf and reached out to you. And I really was interested in how you came up with the whole concept. Because, first of all, you don't see many women surfing. More and more you hear of women surfing. But Black girls and then Africans, you know, (laughs) it's even... That's like how many do you know how many African girls now? are surfing? World Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: worldwide? Are you t- are we talking Pan Afro now? Yeah. I mean there okay, before yeah, no. we could count this. Before we could count yeah. it on our hands. But so many people have been influenced over the last three years. Actually the last this is going on our sixth year since we launched first oh, first launched, yeah, Black Girl Surf launched in 2014. Mm. So this is our sixth year going okay. into it. And we had Kike and we had Haju in the in the professional. These are girls that are actually getting ready to compete. And then we had Sine- Sine- yeah. Makubu, and we had uh, uh, Sam Keeley. And then subsequently, when when you start doing history, you find you'd have to find people like Nola Costa. You find Erica Prada, you find uh, Sula and Narisa. All these girls have been surfing and and legendary surfers Mm. in Brazil for years, but you don't hear about them because there was no connect, right? And the connect for everybody Mm -hmm. in the surf industry is surf media. And if surf media leaves you out of the equation, which I witness Mm. on a daily basis, um, then they feel like you're not relevant. So my thing was, is to go, Mm -hmm. instead of going to the surf media, who's blocked us out for so long. Why would you go to this? I don't understand how black surfers wait for the surf media to cover you when they've been leaving you out for decades and you're, and now you're Mm. knocking on their window and you're begging them for diversity just because they announce it when mainstream media never heard of you. And you might start off a whole new trend uh, just by going mainstream. So So it was easy for me to just say, Oh, I'm going to leave the surf media completely alone because I would literally been working way before black girl surf i started working with inkwell Mm. in 2003 2004 so and and doing the plaque Mm -hmm. which was dedicated in 2008 that work was done in 2006 and not seeing it in mainstream or not seeing it in surf media and i should have thought about it i should have went to mainstream media in the first place then we could have been Mm. you know this could have been recognized you know a decade and a half ago. But everybody, depends on, ago yeah, yeah. The decade, but everybody depends on surf media when you're in the surf community. My target market is not the surf community. Mm. My target market is not, no. I can't say this enough, my target market has never been the surf community. So if my target market is mm. not the surf community, why am I going to go to you? I'm going to go to mainstream media because yeah. I need more black women to get in the water. I need more black women to see that this is okay. This is something that we've been doing. And, and, and look at the work that's been done to get here. Because main, because surf media will be like, oh, this is an anomaly, like this thing just started between March 2020 <laughs> and September yeah. and it's gonna go away and that's it. See, the surf industry's already passed the black moment that they had, right? They've already usurped mm. the black moment that they, that they had that was given to them by black girl surf. So they usurped that moment for themselves. And now they're on to the next trend and that, already. And this is what I continuously okay. tell um, mm. Black a- black athletes Other, and Black yeah. people all together. Yeah. Once you get into this, you have to understand the trends. You have to understand the marketing. It's not just, oh, we're going to go surf and then they're going to notice me and then I'm going to be famous. And no. there's a lot of people that do that and they get their heart broken because they're no longer an anomaly mm-hmm. and everybody's moved on to the next cause. You know, right now it's mm-hmm. LGBTQ that's the mm-hmm. next trend for surfing because they're trying when they say diversify, they're going to, they're going to take mm-hmm. you a season at a time, right? They're not going to just inundate you with yeah. all kinds of stuff. And then you have, you have the, the, the curvy girls. Those are, those girls are coming into trend now. So we, we, we lasted our mm-hmm. summer. We had the summer of love. And if you survive that summer, then you're congratulations, right? We've been able to survive four yeah. summers already at, or, and, and if you put it in all of its totality, it's been 17 summer, or 18 summers because we started i started this 17 yeah. years ago so when we when Amazing. we talk about why we did this and uh, and why it's yeah. important to stay focused on mm-hmm. black women is because we yes. have not been represented properly so i'm not going to give it over to diversity and uh, and, and being no. Uh, P.O.C. about it, and everybody, you know, has to be included in this pot. When when black women have been excluded for years, there's yeah. been Mexican surf, Latina surf, you know, Latina surfers been featured. There's been Asian surfers mm-hmm. that have been, you know, highlighted. Never once mm. until Haju have I seen a black female yeah. be highlighted, and that's Neither because I. I went to mainstream yeah. media instead of going to surfing. And I'm so glad you did,
0: thank you, (laughs) because that's how I learned about it, you know, because I don't, I'm not a surfer, so I wouldn't read surfer media through, you know, um, the media you're talking about that we learn about this. And that's how you also reach more people and who are interested. And that's how you can influence people to say like, hey, you know, there's other people like me who maybe had the dream of surfing and thought, no way it's possible for a black girl to do so. And then you see Hadju and you who are, you know, behind this and say, yes, it's possible. We've been doing it for years, decades. Um, come uh-huh. and join us, you know? So I'm glad that you did that. It's important. And I'm glad that you shared that story as well. But um, are you a surfer yourself? And is that why you set up a uh, Blacker
1: Surfer? I, you know, I am when working, I'm not yeah? working. <laughs> I feel like I never get get the opportunity because I'm, Cause yeah, because I'm constantly working. Yeah. If if the if the waves are up in the morning, and even when I was in Senegal, if the waves are up in the morning, by the time the waves get up, so does Los Angeles or New York, and then you have to work again. Because I do; mm-hmm. it's real work. It's it's not just about going surfing. And I said, you know, this is the 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 promise that I made to myself. And I think all of us mm-hmm. who start something that they're passionate about will agree with me when we say. We work, 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 and then you enjoy the fruits of your labor afterwards. So I don't get to After, surf as yeah. much as I want to. I, like, I like lost my mind in Senegal because I, you know, I'd been there so long and it was work, 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 work. And one day I just jumped off the boat. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is, I'm done. I'm surfing. I'm, like, I'm, I'm gone. As long. Yeah. the water was warm. You know? it, it, it's going to start to change temp- temperatures. Yeah as the winter comes. Yes. And so I wanted to make sure that I was surfing in warm water at some point, you know, during mm. this journey. But yeah, I would love to surf more than, 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 than I am now, but I have be, another yeah. six months, you know, that I'm going to be spending in West Africa. So, and, and now it's not survival mode. Right. And no.
0: So you exactly have more time to maybe rats. to uh-huh. enjoy and relax. Yeah. So how long, when, when did you start surfing? Did you I say you were surfing seven? when I was 15 years old. I, yeah.
1: So, okay. 15. So the, in the, in the timeline, <laughs> it, it, very cute, Age seven, watching the, you know, beach blanket bingo movies. And I mean, they were so exciting, right? Cause I grew up in the seventies and it was so exciting. And you know, you have Candy doing her little dance. This is my favorite dance. And I still do the dance to still do candy dance when I'm out of the club. I just put a little, you know, put a little flavor to it. But I still use, I still do her dance. It's We'd like to see
0: dance. a video of that, please, Rhonda. I'm telling you,
1: it's that, it's that little swim when you do your little hips and all that little thing. So, yeah, I was doing a swim for like years and I, you know, perfected it. Now I put a little hip hop to it. Hmm. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, just those were in movies of enchantment for a little kid. And then, you know, I, I, I was, came to California. Yeah. My parents on a government transfer
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my mom, you know, she took me to the beach for the first time. We, you know, we traveled yeah. a lot. Yeah. We, 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 my parents had this thing about going, you know, tour the South, learn all your history, you know, see the burning crosses, all that good stuff. Go mm-hmm. to the, go to the East coast. You go mm-hmm. visit a Washington, DC, go to the Washington body, all those things. But I had not been to the ocean. Mm. And so when we first got to, When we first arrived in San Jose, um, my mom took us to Santa Cruz to lighthouse beach. Um, I did at the time, I didn't even know names. And that's, that's one of those things that we, we as African-Americans, and I I think a lot of people globally don't realize that some of these places that we visit are historical landmarks, like their history. And so lighthouse beach was one of the first places. Well, it was actually the first time I'd ever seen the ocean. And, um, of course, now you get to see surfers in real life and you're a 10 year old mm-hmm. kid. It's not no longer on the TV screen. It's like right in your face wow. as steamers lane, which was where they hold all where they used to hold all the WSL contests when it came to, to Santa Cruz, um, is like directly around not even a hundred yards from this beach where I, where mm-hmm. I grew up on. And so, you know, the, it's all, uh, a visual, right? Surfing is yeah. a visual. And that's how you get addicted. So I was already addicted to surfing. And I, you know, I used to buy surf magazines. I had a paper route. Mm. As soon as I got paid on my paper route, I'd go buy surf magazines. Even when I started working in retail, I would just go buy, you know, surf magazines. Um, wow. You know, at, in the in the summertime, kids uh, could get jobs through the unemployment office, right? So you were underage for getting a legitimate job. But during the summer, you can go and get these jobs. And I'd spend all my money on surfing.
0: Mm. okay
1: <laughs> whether whether it was where there was band shoes it was you know polo shirts op shorts okay. it was just the lifestyle that's all I said yeah. my mom was like I'm gonna buy you school clothes you know you, you know your parents you yeah. want anything outside of your school clothes you know you're gonna have to get a job and support that yeah uh, do it
0: yourself yeah. uh-huh, and
1: I wanted to be a surfer so I went and bought all of the surfer stuff with the money I had with my paper routes and
0: dedicated
1: and, yeah i was you know i was this is what i was going to be even as a little kid so when wow. i so as seven when i was 15 i was you know i was getting in trouble i went to an all-white school mm. and i was getting in trouble and my parents um uh, my mom was at eeoc which is a um, equal employment opportunity commission and okay. she, and she had already been the president of uh, business and professional women and all this and and into criminal uh criminal justice, you know, she was all of this, you know, all of this background in civil rights was her thing. And she's like, if, and my father too. So I grew up with, with activist parents. And then, um, my mom was like, she, my daughter is going to end up in the judicial system if I don't do something. Right. (laughs) On the other, on the other hand, my dad was like, she's starting to get interested in boys. So what are we going to do here? yeah <laughs> <laughs> keep her home Lock her yeah up. yeah they this was their this this is their plan this is their plan they're going to send me to go live with my 19 year old sister who's still in college on the north shore of hawaii in a resort that that was the punishment so you're getting in trouble what? Yeah. we don't want Can you to have your
0: parents please
1: <laughs> you know it's almost it's almost at the t- at the point where i don't even like telling this story because people are like how is that a punishment even like, who, who are your parents, the Huxtables, yeah. like, who sends their kid to Hawaii? <laughs> to Hawaii, yeah. At a resort, mind you. In and, and, and a, and a resort. And see, there's the the, the the beauty of being in that resort, right? So I'm 15. And this, here's the beauty of being in a resort. First of all, it was a gated community. Mm. So there's your there's your one piece You're of safety, protected. right? I'm yeah. protected right there. Yeah. So my sister can relax, even if I go and spend all my time at the beach she was just like, okay, she's at the beach. You get up in the yeah. morning and she goes to the beach all day. That's fine. Yeah. I know where she's at. She's at the beach. And plus they no. had a swimming pool there. So either way we had, I grew up with a swimming pool in my backyard. So, yeah. you know, it was easy to say, okay, she has all these other things that she can do. And there's only three things that you can do in Hawaii when you're 15 years old and you're living in a resort, right? Because you, yeah. there's tour season and then there's non tour season.
0: Yeah. School
1: season is usually the non tour season, yeah. right? So, the th- three things you can do you can swim which i had a pool right outside my door
0: yeah
1: i had a golf course of course because it's a resort right <laughs> it's on the north shore i'm not yeah. i'm not that old yet
0: yeah
1: <laughs> and, and then you have surfing which is surfing, yeah 30 seconds from your front door right mm. the swimming pool and the and the and the beach are pretty much depending on how fast you walk and if you go into the beach you got going to walk faster than you do if you go to the swim pool, but just <laughs> <laughs> so see if you're me and I'm in love with the beach. So, <laughs> so, you know, it was in my backyard. And so I, I would go to the, to the hotel oh, uh, okay, in, yeah. within the resort. So there you had yeah. the hotel and then you had these condominiums and then the, the hotel had villas that you could rent. Mm-hmm. So there's three layers of housing that you have there. And mm-hmm. so what I would do is, initially i would just go up to the hotel and there's like a concrete bench and it's still there there's a bench there and i would just watch surfers for hours and hours and hours and hours and
0: hours. And hours. Oh, okay. yeah
1: right it was like having your own personal surf contest and then you get to mm. see people how they do it how they style you know i'm i'm a visual person so if i see okay. you do it then yeah. then i can do it and copy right? yeah uh, plus i have plenty of magazines i wasn't worried about the style and all that i already had the clothes so i i needed to know the form and how you get this thing done Mm. And so I'm just up there watching it one day and I don't know, I started daydreaming and one of the guys from Magnum PI at the time um, was there. They were filming and I guess they had taken a break or, or something and mm. he came and asked me if I wanted to go tandem with him. And so that was the very first time I was able to actually participate in the art mm. of surfing. Didn't turn out best. That was not the best example. <laughs> Right? Was not the best <laughs> example for me, but it was an example. <laughs> and 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 in that, and 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 people go, Why did you do it by yourself? When you're a fifteen-year-old kid. Right, yeah, you
0: don't think about that, yeah.
1: And 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 something embarrassing happens to you. I don't care if you're 30, you still remember that time you got embarrassed. Of course. When of course. <laughs> so I was so embarrassed by the first you know, by the first time I went surfing, and that just resulted in, you know, like my top not being there when, when we actually oh, do it. Okay. You know, and I said, <laughs> and I'm covering up as a 15 year old kid, and you have like a whole audience right there because the crew, oh, no. the crew is right there. Not to mention <laughs> this guy who just was on the board with you, you know, you, you that doesn't make for you wanting to have an audience of surfers <laughs> you know, around you again. So I, I got home. And, and, and mm. I was like, I'm never, I mean, I, I remember saying that I was in the bathroom and I was looking in the mirror no. and I was like, I cannot believe that happened. You know, you're a 15 year old kid, you're crying. I can't believe that happened. And, and you're like, I'm never going to go surfing again. And of course, no, like, like famous next day, famous last words, right? Ne- next day, two days after that, either the next day or two days after that, I ended up back in school. Um, and one of the kids at school asked me if I wanted to buy, well, he asked two of us at the same time. There was two of us in there, mm. asked if we wanted to buy a surfboard. And, um, I was like, yes, I want that board. It was only like 50 bucks. And I, I, I carried cash with me when I came over because mm. I was like, I'm just taking my, uh, magazines. I'll buy clothes when I get there. Right. Because I wanted to yeah. see what everybody was wearing before i yeah. bought clothes i was like okay. i was a de- i was yeah. a designer before i was a designer i wanted exactly. to see what everybody was wearing first so as long as i have shorts for the first they were good uh, yeah so so when he when he asked me i said of course i said yes but then the, there was a kid that was less fortunate and he was gonna have to pay payments on the board and, and i was just okay. like I felt bad cause like I knew that the kid wanted it and I knew I could just get another board cause I had enough cash yeah. to do it. And I just was like, okay, I let him have it. You. But since, oh. because I did that, the kid's dad called me and was like, Oh, you did uh-huh. it's because you did it like that because you, you really cared about, you know, that kid and, and yeah. him having a board. I have another board for you. Not as good, but you know, it's yours if you want it. it, works. And it it's like, it's, it, it, it mm-hmm. floats. It's, it's all good. And he said, "I gotta end. It's twenty five dollars. Well, that's twenty five less. Wow! Then I was gonna. Pay. That's the
0: lesson there. Right. I see if you care and you give. Yes. then you get it back. You know, karma. Yes,
1: because well, let me explain the board, though. So I get the board. <laughs> okay. So the board, it's a board. Now it's my board. Now when I seen the board, I didn't care. It was a surfboard, right? And now, now mm-hmm. I'm fifty two years old, and I'm, 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 I'm analyzing after seeing hundreds of thousands of boards. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what was that? that board was, it was, Listen, it was beat down. It was, but it still had the spray. It still had the 1984, you know, neon spray that we were going through. And, uh, okay. and so it had all of that. But, and the nose was chipped off, right? You could tell it, the board had had, had a life, mm. right? But it was my yeah. board. And to me, it was brand new, brand new. So okay. you have to do is oh, put no. a nose guard on the top of it. It covers that little chip. You can't get the water in okay. there. You're good to go. So I, f- I yeah. fix the board and then I would hide the board underneath the villas in the back of the hotel. Because if mm. my sister knew that I was in the ocean, in the actual oh, ocean pack. without her there, yeah. she would freak out because she's 19 years old. She's got a 15 year old sister, yeah. right? She has to watch, she has out, to for, watch yeah. out for. Her. I'm in the ocean. She mm. don't know about it, and I'm not, And that particular sister is like a second mother. It's <coughs> yeah. real. I think she is more harsh on us than our, our real. Mother. Yeah, <laughs> and, but she would have known, and and we and I had just had a prior uh, uh, incident. Out at in, mm. in uh, Barber's Point in Hawaii where I got stung by a jellyfish and the reaction, oh. that overreaction that happened there, I already knew what was going to happen if something happened while I was on the ocean surfing. Mm. So I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> not telling
0: being your 15 year old being self. my 15
1: year old self I, i've hit plenty of things i'm going to throw this thing underneath one of the villas i'm going to throw something uh-huh. underneath on top of it so I, you know people can't steal it yeah and good. then i'm going yeah. and then i'm going to go back home so every day like five days in a row i'm going to say i'm going wow. to say the fifth day i was up and up on the board and rowed to shore but on the sixth day I was like, I have this now. Now I
0: wait. You taught yourself. You did. No one taught you. No one helped you. Other you than that, doing- other than that
1: first day where he gave me instructions. No. Other than yeah, that, that's no, it. that was it. I, because wow. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go surf when other people were surfing. So, and I had access to the oh. beach where nobody else had access to the beach. So when I came.
0: So you were alone. alone. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> and then I'm thinking in Hawaii, the waves are like 10 meters high or something. And that's the funniest part about <sighs> it. Because everybody oh was God. like, how in the heck did you learn how to surf in the North Shore yeah. Yeah. of Hawaii? Like, who, that you aren't even in Waikiki. I wasn't even in Waikiki. I was <laughs> in the North Shore. in like oh September, October, November, <laughs> those oh. months. And, and that's the time that I learned how to surf Cause I think I, I got there and I think I wow. got there in May of that year. And it took that long mm. for me to, to, you know, actually participate in surfing. So it was like wow. September or cool whatever, job. by the time, uh, I actually started surfing. And, and yeah, the, but, that's but here's the thing, here's the thing though, <laughs> by going mm. to Lighthouse Beach, and this is what I tell everybody, go into mm. the water. This is my advice for everyone that's going to learn how to surf. Or has had something mm. happen to them in the water and they're petrified and <laughs> they think there's are Yes, Go and sit yeah. in the water and get comfortable uh-huh. in that space, right? Get that mm. connection with the water so that the next time you have something major happen, you don't really like freak out. So when I mm. was a little kid and I used to go to Lighthouse Beach, we used to just body surf all the time. Big waves come up. We're in, mm. And keep in mind, we had a swimming pool in our backyard. So all of us were like expert swimmers, right? So we would go and the waves would just get huge. And then they would just come down and smack us in the head. And we thought that was so much fun. Like we, I mean, I have six brothers and sisters. We the Black Brady Bunch. We, there's three. There's, we got Marsha, Jan, and Cindy. We got Bobby, Greg, and Peter on one side. And we all are in there just having a good old time. Nobody's even worried about us. But Cindy, Cindy and Bobby were probably the two most dangerous ones because we really didn't care. And we were the youngest, and so we just let the waves just beat us up. But that, ge- but that oh. gave us practice for me going over to Hawaii and surfing on yeah. these waves and not being scared of them. Now, mm. hindsight is a beautiful thing <laughs> because I went <laughs> back to Lighthouse Beach
0: when I had <laughs> haju.
1: And as we're as oh, yeah, we walking yeah. around, you know, they have now they have signs. Before they didn't have signs. Uh-oh. They didn't have stairs. Mm-hmm. They didn't have. You just crawled down there, and that's where you were. <laughs> but now oh, they goodness. have all of this, and they have all this information. And don't surf at this yeah. time, and blah. And you didn't know that yeah. when you were a kid. You didn't even know what a riptide no. was until I was in my thirties. Well, that's not true. A little bit before my thirties, because I I'd, I'd gone to the military, so I kind of knew what that yeah. was being in the Coast Guard, but. <laughs> Um. Yeah, you don't you don't get that you don't get that information, and no. so now they had all of this stuff, and then I found out there was a burp that's that's at the beach that we used to be, and what is that? That is where the 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 bottom of the ocean just drops. Oh, and the waves oh, yeah. come, and when the waves come, they come. They they're huge, yeah. and then they suck you into that. And they crashed. Um, And I was like, what was wrong with us? (sighs) Like, we were the craziest little kids to be involved Mm -mm. in that. And I mean, that was our favorite beach. We used to go back just so we could get beat down. And I'm like, there's no way. I would go out there bodyboarding our I mean, because it's that beautiful waves for bodyboarding. That's that's a that's a fact. Mm. But there's no way I would go back in this day and age and be like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna go for a nice little swim here. No, no, no. No, or tell people like Haji, she went out there, she was like, Honda, but the waves are so good right there. I was like, mm-hmm. there's a berm right there too. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's so that gave me the okay for for surfing yeah. in the north shore. But because of those waves there wow. in Santa Cruz, but the the best part of of being able to do that was that you had your own it was like a playground for me mm-hmm. right so I could do whatever I wanted yeah. to do out there in the water, so bobble not not bobble, you know actually get involved in it, not get involved in it, just sit there and, on the board and just get yeah. your mind together so I but in mm-hmm. that too, I learned one good one thing I learned. And I picked this up even when I was a little kid.
0: Mm.
1: Access is very important. So because we yeah. were in a resort and because it was gated, the locals at that time weren't allowed to surf the break that I was surfing. And that's why there was nobody mm. ever there. And you don't know that, okay. right? You don't know no. that that's, that's part of
0: the reason. You, you yeah. don't know that
1: you're, you're actively participating in, in, mm. in exclusion. Right. Or yeah. or something that happens that has to do with your 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 race or your color, and, and you're not giving yeah. um, agency to to the people that uh, the indigenous people uh, um, yeah. of that area. And I didn't. I, I caught that. You know, I, I'm from civil rights. I was like, well, why can't the locals? Come? And you know, I, this is what I would do. Yeah. Like, if my friends wanted to come surf, I would just go to the box and sign them in, even if I wasn't going to be there. I would just sign yeah. them in because. I didn't feel like yeah. that was that was fair for them not to be able to, even though I enjoyed having mm-hmm. that whole time by myself, especially when it's off season, yeah. you know, you just are able to do it, but you really do learn who's who has access and who doesn't have access and does isn't okay. and uh so I And were you the only black girl surfing at that time? I was there? the only girl surfing there. Girl. I was wow. Yeah, okay. I was the only girl. There were people that come through, you know, uh you know. Uh, I would say like a regular, like a a regular person that was coming. because you have the hotel yeah. there, so if people wanted to. There wasn't even doing lessons out there at that time, but if you wanted to come in, you know, you go at the hotel and you wanted to surf, you surfed. But while yeah. I was there, um, it's very rare. And I and I liked being by myself. It's very rare times I'd see mm-hmm. a girl in the water, like, I, and they were from somewhere else. They weren't from yeah. where I was. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that so basically, I was always, you know, by myself or there was a couple guys from the hotel.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And can you just tell me, because you said your your, your parents brought you to California, There was the first time you saw the beach. How, how, do you remember your feelings or what you thought when you saw the beach so for the first time? So there's a pool of energy.
1: Or there's, the ocean? There's a pool of energy mm. that you get when you go to the beach. I was so excited. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. When I say I have to climb down a cliff, That's what you had to do back in the day. And you could see that they had wore, you know, enough people had done this little trail down the, so that you could get down there, but it's still super dangerous. And I can't, now I'm thinking about it. My mom couldn't swim. Uh, it, It was like mega, mega dangerous because she couldn't swim. And I remember the tide and nobody tells you, you know, when you're a little kid, they don't tell you about the tide. And we're from Midwest; we didn't, we don't know about the tides. No. So we didn't know that Mm-mm. in any given moment this water was going to come up and just sweep everything up off yeah. the beach. And so when it started wow. to happen, we're literally like pushing my mom up in the like, water, pushing my mom up oh, the hill, so we all didn't get killed when the tide came through. But the energy wow. that you feel when you first put your feet mm-hmm. on the sand and that first wave touches mm-hmm. you, the water, yeah. first touches you, you're either going to run around and run and scream, <laughs> scream yeah. or yeah. I'm start playing around and play in it and me and my brothers yeah. Yeah. decided we were just going to jump in and 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 wow. because we already had a swimming pool at home um i i think that energy pulled more from me than them because they're a little bit older mm. but i was just completely enchanted especially because of the beach blanket being on movies it was like i finally arrived it was like. Two things that we asked for when we came to to California. One of the things was we were going to go to Disneyland. The other thing was that we were going to go to the Beverly Hills Billy Mansion, right? That was a huge thing for us (laughs) in the 70s. Like we were going, we were going, we were going to see Granny, even though it was in black and white. Uh, (laughs) But those are the things out of California. You know, those are when you're in the Midwest, these things are, are the, you know,
0: Yeah. That's one bad but what what stands out? Yeah. The standard for visiting California, the Beverly Hills, and
1: and Disneyland. And I I went to Disneyland Disneyland, and I was so unimpressed. And I'm not kidding. I'm I've never been so unimpressed by something. I mean, we had Mm. we had, you know, amusement parks back in Kansas City. But you think Disneyland for me would have been would like have been, oh yeah. this is a pinnacle of it and I and I was more excited mm-hmm. about going to the beach than I actually was going the to beach. see Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. in your blood yeah sorry so in your so, blood. so if you want to know how it is <laughs> how it amazing. is to put your feet in the water for the first time and 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 what that that emotion feels like it, it's a better emotion yeah. than going to Disneyland put it like that
0: <laughs> I love the beach I love the water I mean I was born in Morky, oh yeah so yeah that's you know yeah Uh, so I don't know when I was at the beach for the first time probably very young so I don't know that but I love the water I'm just scared of big waves you know like you said if you're scared then and being beaten by the waves was no fun for us like you were saying you guys were there like enjoying being beaten by the waves because you get beaten by the waves and you roll in the sand and you swallow water Mm -hmm. and you're like lost and you think Mm -hmm. you're gonna
1: die so for us that was like the scariest. We just and run around. See, away that's from the, the difference. That's see, there's <laughs> a difference right there. When that happens to me, I feel like I'm more alive. Okay, so I could go to I could go to Santa Cruz and I could surf cows. Or I could surf uh steamers lane. No, me, I go all the way down to Manresa. It's still in Santa Cruz, but it's at the tip. Mm. I go all the way down to Manresa. The mm. beach is long, so I still have that privacy, even though there's you know, nobody there's the beach yeah. has people on it. There's still enough where you can go find your little nice spot. And then I just yeah. sit out there and just get beat to death. It's, sh- it's oh my sharky you know what I mean? Uh, anytime you're gonna catch uh, a dolphin no. or a seal, and is gonna happen. You go out there just so you can relive your life, like you get smacked back into reality uh. real quick. Like that's the reason why I like that wash. You know, you go and you get hit and you're just rolling around Oof. in the water except for the one time that I lost my vision. yeah I, that's the reason why I go to man wrestling everybody goes oh where are you gonna go surf I go man wrestling they go hey we'll see you later we're gonna go to steamers or we're gonna go hang out at cows nobody wants to go surf at man wrestling with me like no like I don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. and while I was at I was in Africa this last uh, this last bout that I was in Africa um, someone yeah. was actually uh, killed by a shark at the beach that I go and I was and I had to do an interview that night or the night after and I said I just heard somebody was killed at at my beach today and I and I and you know my heart goes out because those are the things that you 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 don't want to happen Happen. but also too that's not going to stop me (sighs) from going back to that same beach
0: no, exactly. You see the people like get bitten by sharks oh, yeah, surfing. Cool. So I'm like, uh. if I'd known there was sharks in that water, I would never oh, see yeah. my that's foot me. In there.
1: <laughs> this isn't yeah, right? no, this about? is here in Santa Cruz. Or? But even when I was in, in Hawaii, so I lived in Hawaii oh, twice. So yeah. Right. So both times mm. I'm in Hawaii. You, you, Hawaii has a shark season. They have a they have a, a mate season. Mm. And I'm living right across the beach. Right across the street, like directly across the street. One, I, yeah. one time I'm living there, it's in my backyard. The other time it's in my front yard. The second time it's in my front yard. Yeah, it was exactly over the side of that particular atoll was where most of the tiger sharks meet. And so, are you oh going to not goodness. surf? Mm-hmm. No, you're. You already know when maiden season is. So, mm. so I you just, just don't, don't surf there. You don't just you don't time. surf there, and then mm. you take a buddy because you know it's it's sharky. And, and one time, one of my, th- one of the three amigos decided that they wanted to Amiga by themselves and went by themselves. And, I, and at the time they were filming lost. So I'm coming home and mm. he got attacked by a shark. Oh. That one time yeah. that you say, yeah. I'm going to just leave my friends. I'm going to leave my friends going. at home. Yeah. I'm coming home from school. And I'm like, what are all these helicopters? I'm thinking they're filming. Like I I thought they were filming oh, and then the God. next day I'm at the bus stop getting ready to go to school and they're just like, Oh, so and so got up, attacked bitch. by a shark last night. I was like, Was that what that was about? Oh. I thought they were filming. They were like, No, you got bit by a shark. And then and then and then here's the thing too, and then because you don't die from the shark bite, then everybody's just like, mm. Well, we told them, we'll see what happens. They don't yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, did
1: not tell yeah, you? should have waited wait like four hours, I
0: <laughs> and I got home. <laughs> oh my goodness! So my next question is: Is yep. surfing, for, surfing everyone? Is for everyone?
1: It is. It's
0: for- oh, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't expect surfing that is for answer. Everyone. Mm. But isn't it isn't it for people who know how to swim no. or are comfortable no. with water, not scared? No. You know the whole shabam. No. no. Well, okay. So, what advice? Because um, you know, I, I when I. I wanted to surf too, because, you know, you see people surfing and riding the wave and it looks like freedom and flying, like Mm -hmm. the closest thing you come to Mm -hmm. flying. And that's what I imagine. You can tell me if I'm wrong. So I had a friend visiting me and we're like, oh, we're going to go surfing in Senegal. And I asked a friend of mine who's a surfer, but he's not a teacher. And he's like, yeah, come with me this afternoon. and we'll just go. And it was in Gore, you know, and um, the waves were super high that day. Normally they're not. And it was like five meter high or something. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, surfing, So we go in there. We don't even know how to hold a board. We don't know how to sit on it, nothing. We go in that water. We go far in. And then one guy like pushes me to ride a wave. So I ride a wave, not knowing what the hell is happening. I'm like, oh, okay, EP. Then my friend sees that and she's like, I want to ride a wave too. And she gets this big one and ends up not at the shore, but Uh on the rocks, you know? And then she gets tumbled over she falls into the rocks and she gets urchin needles yeah, in her yeah. butt her feet her legs everything and she's like i want to go back home and i'm like "Me?" you know we were like dying we were so tired we, we were in the water for like 10 minutes or something but we got beaten up by those waves and we're like we, we need to go back and we couldn't get back to shore because, you know, the, the current kept bringing us back into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I gave up. I lay down on the board and I was like, I'm going to just die here. <laughs> you know? and so these guys had to come in and pull me out of the water and my friend too. And then we had to remove urchin needles from her and everything. We're like, I don't think we're ever going to surf again. But like you said, you have to go back in the water, mm-hmm. sit. And then we went to the, you know, a beach where you learn how to surf, not this crazy Professional <laughs> surfers beach, you know, like right. it's risky. Like we did what you did, but we weren't right. ready for that. We were not born surfers, you know. But <laughs> so that's why my question is like, is surfing for everybody? And you said and yes. So can you explain a little bit more about? Why? I'm,
1: I'm going to tell you how I know surfing is for everyone. Mm. When I came out of the in, when I came out of the military, I was injured. Right? They told me I was never going to surf again. It Ooh. was a back and it, it was as a back and neck injury. Ooh, um, and so. It took 15 years for me to even have the surgery wow. to correct it. And that's just the United States military and how they treat vets. But aside from that, there are organizations who take veterans and they get them on boards in the water as and, it, and, and it's, it's surf therapy and mm-hmm. it's also like a rehabilitation. Now, oh. was it just my back and neck? Yeah, I mean I could walk, I could function, I could blah blah blah. Okay, it's the participants that you meet while you're at this particular one. And this mm. particular group is called AMP Surf. AMP Surf been around for a long time. As a matter of fact, they've been around so long that they are now partnered with the IOC or the ISA, which is part of the IOC, to run the adaptive program for the Olympics. Oh, so okay. so in that particular camp. And we're talking about a veterans camp. So you have people who don't have arms, mm-hmm. missing a leg. One of my favorite people, Julie Cruthers, she was there. She was missing a leg and she called her, her, her nickname is One-Legged Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and she's surfing right next to me on one side. And on the other wow. side of me is a guy named Ken. And Ken had gotten hit with an IED. Um oh while he was serving in iraq and he was uh-huh. blind oh so if a blind man and one-legged joe oh. can serve <laughs> the average person who's in good health
0: yeah
1: you know what i mean they can get out there too not even if you i mean they're cystic fibrosis people there are right on uh right on waves they work with autistic uh, camps mm. and people with uh uh development developmentally disabled people so across the board if I if you have to say surfing is surfing for everyone I would Mm. have to say yes because there's so many organizations that are willing to help you in any state that you're in
0: wow that's amazing Mm -hmm. I didn't know because I thought you know but and mentally you need to be love you need to love the water and you need to love you need to love
1: the water and that's why I say go spend time in the water on the on the on the side of swimming most places that that, uh, instruct.
0: Yeah,
1: they instruct in less than three feet of water. Most that okay. I know, they, yeah, they try to do it in less than in three feet of water. That okay. way you have the security. Of yeah, it. but let's say you don't know how to surf. There's a few surfing champions who weren't swimming before they were surfing. Kwezi, oh. Ke- Kwezi Keka, the first champion of South Africa, oh. did not know how to swim when oh. he started surfing, and it, oh. it, it, it took him a while. KK who's with black girl, Surf? Kia did to Kamara When she started surfing, she could not swim. What? Yeah. They, it's something that they learned after the fact. So there's, there's plenty of people out there who don't know how to swim, who, who definitely are surfing and they choose to, um, some of them choose to just not learn. Some of them learn Mm. by happenstance, but I'm going to give you a piece of advice for the next time you can't get back Mm. into shore. You're out there paddling, paddling, paddling. Yeah. Okay. You are probably paddling back straight to the beach, right? Mm -hmm. So if you paddle back straight to the beach and you can't get in, Mm -hmm. turn your board to the side, paddle, paddle, paddle for about, I don't know, maybe a hundred yards, depending on how wide the rip is. Uh, Because what happens is, is you got stuck in the rip the rip current Mm -hmm. and that and that's the water coming back out and goes back in Mm. when you're when you're in when you're on the shore you can use the rip to get you back out into the lineup faster because that that energy is pulling you back out into the ocean okay so if you go parallel to the beach Mm -hmm. and you paddle parallel to the beach yeah it's you're going to come right out of the riptide and then you can paddle back to shore Okay, <laughs> girl, at
0: that point, my head was
1: like, I'm um, dead. Yeah,
0: because the
1: first thing you do is you panic. I, it's happened to, yeah, I it's happened to okay. me before. I was surfing one time in the fog in, in Los Angeles. And, oh, and I mean, it was foggy. You couldn't even see the shore. And, um, oh, and I got caught in the rip. And I thought, That's this it. is the first time I ever just like bailed on a board and started swimming. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, paddling, paddling, paddling. And I was in the rip and I was doing it parallel. And, but uh-huh. it was just the waves had it. They they ramped up so fast that wow. I was just getting beaten and beaten and beaten. And I finally yeah. just jumped off the board because I had it. It's already strapped to me. And I yeah. just started swimming back okay. to shore. And then I turn around on my back. If you turn around on your back okay. and you start kicking, you have more power in your thighs and okay. your legs than you have in your arms. Sometimes when you're tired, right. Cause mm, you've been using tired, your yeah. arms. Now you well, start kicking back towards the, back towards the shore that the next set of waves is going to pick you up and help you
0: okay there we go
1: when i think about these things i'm like "Ah, i don't know (laughs) but uh what message would
0: you like to share with other girls or women who want to surf black girls but don't dare or don't know about the opportunities how can they what can they do to get in the water or learn to surf how can you support them
1: uh, my first advice is to go and visit your the beach you want to surf, right? Okay. So go there and you can watch the waves. You can, you can see how dangerous it is. Talk to the lifeguards. Go mm-hmm. walk in the water, like I said, and get your feet wet and, and comfortable in that particular environment, right? Okay. Then once you feel confident enough, you're not afraid of the water and you say, oh, yeah, I can do this. Get you a surf instructor. Okay. And the surf instructor, and and if you're still scared, tell them that you're just gonna, you just feel more comfortable in the white water, and they they yeah. don't have a problem with that. So keep mm-hmm. your levels where you're keep your Comf- yeah where yeah. you're comfortable. Always mm-hmm. keep your comfort yeah. levels until you feel like you're strong enough, um, and then once you're out there, these are the things you, you should not worry about. Should not worry about getting your hair wet. Shouldn't mm-hmm. worry about what the next surfer is thinking about you yeah. you shouldn't yeah. worry about being at the same level as the next surfer mm. uh, you should think about the best the most important thing when you're surfing is to have fun
0: yeah
1: and if you're not having fun get up and get out i mm. even said this about being in this business when it's no longer fun for me yeah especially with the employment background that i have mm. i could just get out and just go
0: do something else do something Yeah, something
1: else and, mm-hmm. and because I know that's not my my wheelhouse, but I always, I, if you want to be serious and, and you're at a certain level and you want to continue on, you can get a hold of us at Black Girl Surfing. We're going to help guide you straight on to where you need to be. Whether it's getting your portfolio together or, or your 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 lookbook or your mm-hmm. uh, your your press kit, we're going to get all of that together for you. We're gonna we're gonna help you locate sponsors. We'll even help you you know, we'll teach you how to write a sponsorship letter, right? If you're, if you're going into competition, we're going to teach you the basics of competition and what it takes to be a competitor. We're going to teach you about nutrition. We're going to teach you about maintaining your, your core, which is strengthening and conditioning. And we're going to, we're going to guide you on what maneuvers you need to be successful in competition. On top of all of that, we're going to give you the love and support that you need. Mm -hmm. should go on out there and and be great because then the end, that's all we want for you. That's
0: amazing. I love that. And where can we find you?
1: You can find us at blackgirlsurf.com blackgirlsurf.org is about to go up next week. Um, We're on IG blackgirlsurf, Twitter blackgirlsurf, Facebook blackgirlsurf. You want to get a hold (laughs) of us personally, you can get a hold of us at blackgirlsurf at gmail.com if you need to get a hold of me personally, it's yeah. Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at blackgirlsurf.com.
0: Yeah. What initiatives can we support, including your organization, to you know, really have Black girls more represented in surfing? Uh,
1: the initiative that we're working on right now is the school, the scholastic part. In order to participate in this program, you really do have to be in school. That's a mandatory, that's number one, especially when we're working with mm-hmm you know, West African countries and developing countries where women and girls education isn't as, as important as the men, And so we're sure. trying to go in here and make sure that our girls are educated so that they actually have futures, find them jobs and so that mm-hmm. they can, you know, carry on. We have one girl has three kids. Um, she got mm-hmm. picked up for an ambassadorship with Decathlon. Um, and so then she, she gets to learn the corporate side, as, you know, as, and still get to, to compete and of course, Auntie mm-hmm. Auntie Rhonda gets to babysit. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so these are the, these are the things that we try to do. Anything that is going to push the girls forward, and most importantly, is our scholastic, our, our mm-hmm. because it's absolutely um, imperative that these girls are educated and 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 have brighter futures. Because when you're, yeah. when, especially when you're living in a country uh, in a patriarch system, um, yeah, it's it's very difficult. To be able to um, excel to where you might think your mind want to be, when you Thank have you. people uh, that don't want yeah. you to be there, there's a whole group.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, we have to deal with this all the time. There's a whole group
0: mm-hmm. that of
1: people who don't, they just don't want Black girls to succeed, and that's not mm-hmm. where we are. We're going to make sure that we succeed in spite of. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that those the that's why. I, always me, even my parents, I'm in school now, just so people understand this. I'm in school now mm. and my parents, uh, they were absolutely adamant about getting an education. Right. Yes, and they're yeah. not kidding. I've literally been probably registered in school at some point every year of my life. I'm in, in mm. school now because right. I'm an elite trainer and now I'm going to master's training. So I always want to keep my right. education up with nutrition and all these yeah. things, but I'm constantly learning things about Society and, and 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 just the social makeup and social justice yeah. and things that we're doing environmental justice is the two things that we're working on right now within Black Girls Surf. We're not just that camp. Yeah. We have the social justice, environmental justice um, uh, uh, leg of our tour as well, and and we go out and teach about ocean safety and keeping the oceans clean and how single use plastic. Is, is bad for the environment and what it means and how it ends up out there on our attached to our surfboards or to a yeah. sea turtle out there. So there are things that we that yeah. we do to try to continue continuously educate. And you always have to be in continuous um, yeah. and in a, in a continuous learning uh, process. Mowed, yeah. yeah. And mowed out to, yeah. To, to, to be able to to do it. So um, I'm not scared of books. I'm not scared of school and I don't want my girls to Good. be as well.
0: I like that. And, and we'll end on there because I think that's very motivating. And thank you for sharing your time, your story, a very inspiring. Thank you for creating this and bringing it to our awareness, you know, because now there are girls out there I know who want to surf and now we'll see that, you know, it's possible and will believe in themselves and will try. So I hope that they will reach out to you in some form or the other and that you can guide them, you know, to become well, we're looking forward to seeing Hyju also at the Olympics and the other girls that you're training oh yeah uh, I wish you a lot of luck and all the best and um, we'll definitely be following you and wishing you you know uh, a lot of success Thank you
1: so much for nice having me
0: <laughs> bye.